The interviews and discussions on this podcast are opinions only and not financial or investment advice. Listeners should obtain independent advice based on their own circumstances before making any financial decisions. Hello, I'm your host, Peter Strachan. Welcome to this Stockhead Rock Yarn. Today, Stockhead is delighted to welcome into the studio the executive chairman of copper and gold exploration company, Bella Rocks Limited. Neil Warburton is a mining engineer with a long history working with and for resource companies globally. Welcome, Neil. Neil, what's your history with the company? And after such a long career working for much larger organisations, what attracted you to the opportunity? Uh, well, thanks very much, Peter, for the opportunity uh, to have a chat today. And um, I'm very honoured to be asked to talk about Bilara Rocks. Um, yes, I have uh, a long history. I think I'm referred to as a veteran now in the mining industry. <laughs> so with over 45 years in the mining, mining industry, um, having originally worked for Western Mining Corporation uh, in Cambodia after I qualified uh, from the WA School of Mines in, in Kalgoorlie back in 1979. Uh, it's been a long, uh, long history, but a very enjoyable ride. Um, as far as Balara Rocks is concerned, um, I was approached back in September, oh, sorry, back in June 2021 uh, to join the board uh, and put together the packages that we currently have. Uh, our main project is called Balara Project, which is located in New South Wales between Dubbo and Mudgee. Uh, it's a clean energy metals project. Uh, we are very, very excited to uh, have... Uh, drilled some holes into a previous old resource and the results have been quite spectacular. So we're very happy with that progress. The other major uh, project is uh, a tenement package near Kulgadi at an old mining centre called Buller Bulling. And these are uh, prospect for uh, gold and uh, that's the primary uh, area that we're after, but it's also prospective for nickel. So they're the two projects and I I was the original owner of the Kulgadi Buller Bulling tenement, so I put those in and some other uh, directors, Michelle Stokes, uh, she put and her firm put in the project in New South Wales and that's yeah. where Alara Rocks was founded and um, yeah, it's been a success. So it sounds like, Neil, this is very much a work in progress. Uh, can you begin by explaining the business model that Bella Rocks has adopted? You've, you've intimated it's uh, sort, of, um, sort of energy metals and, and just outline where this exploration project is in the uh, Lachlan Fold Belt. Yeah, certainly. Um, it's uh, the Ballara project is our primary project, and uh, it's a very, very prospective area for clean energy metals. And uh, it's uh, the Lachlan Fold Belt runs for about four to four hundred and fifty meters, uh, uh, sorry, kilometers uh, down to Woodlane, Woodlawn, uh, down by Canberra. We're up near Dubbo, uh, between Dubbo and Mudgee, uh, and our project uh, historically has been mined. It got it was mined actually for copper back in the 1900s, just at the turn of that century. Uh, and um, they had a smelter there in actual fact, and they were producing copper uh, for, uh, for various um, clients then. So it's had a long history previously of production. Um, we basically acquired this through the merger, as I said before, 
of um, the project and the projects in Bulla Bulling into Balaa Rocks. And we're very, very happy uh, that we can now start drilling some of the old areas that were mined uh, and they also contain historical resources which are non-jork, so we can't actually quote the historical resource, but we're very happy with the uh, progress so far. Yeah, so what's the company done so far uh, on the Ballara project? What work's been carried out on this copper gold target? Uh, well, certainly before we listed and during the initial uh, month uh, or two after listing back in the 28th of January, uh, we have a very strong exploration strategy uh, we actually uh, went back and found all the historical data that we could find. We found that numerous holes, whether it was Rio, uh, who previous owned them, uh, uh, previous owned this area, uh, right through to Ironbark, a lot of that data wasn't um, compilated into a single database. So we put it all together. We, th we then said, well, let's do a... Um, survey, a gravity survey and an IP survey, uh, gravity over the existing resource areas or the old resisting uh, areas and also a long strike. So this uh, ore body actually outcrops. So you can walk uh, over the, the hills and along the valleys and actually follow the, and trace the resources. Uh, and uh, that's obviously very helpful compared to other projects in Western Australia where you may have, you know, 30, 40, 100 metres of overburden. This actually outcrops. And there's a number of shafts along strike where the previous and historical miners and prospectors actually mined it. So the, the, the exploration was to collect all the old historical data, compile that, complete the gravity, and then get a signature that uh, what the resource looks like under uh, modern exploration techniques and then apply that to the extensions. And uh, we're very, very happy to report that a prospectivity model has now been developed within the company by our uh, exploration team, highly qualified exploration team. And we have um, very large extensions to the known resources that we intend to drill out in phase two of our exploration program. Yeah, so that was my next question. Is the geophysics that you've uh, applied there and, and the ground truthing, uh, it's revealed, what, some extension to the uh, strike length of this mineralisation that wasn't apparent previously? Yeah, correct. Uh, it certainly uh, shows that the same signature that applies to the known resources at Ballara and another project called Native B along strike uh, also applies for about one and a half kilometres south of Native B. Now, the gravity usually goes down, the IP gravity uh, goes down to around about 400 vertical metres. And there's a, it's, the signature is identical to where we know the mineralisation currently exists. So we're very hopeful uh, that uh, when we come on to phase two drilling, when we start drilling some of these uh, uh, extension targets, that we will also hit significant amount of massive sulfides yeah. uh, in these VMS deposits. So that's uh, following on, really. You know, what's you, you've got this work now. You've got some targets. What work is actually planned now for the rest of 2022 and into 23 at Ballara? Yeah, it's it's very much uh, been budgeted for and planned out. Uh, our exploration team and our consulting uh, geophysical uh, team have put to, put together a very robust uh, budget 
as well as program. Uh, the first thing to do is that we're going to do downhole EM uh, on some of our deeper drilling that we've, we've currently done or just about to finish. So the drill out of the uh, historical resources will actually finish early next week, probably Tuesday or Wednesday next week. Uh, the downhole EM and a moving loop, electronic uh, moving loop um, uh, on the surface will then target the down plunge extent of the known resources, as well as moving into that southern area that I just mentioned, uh, south of Native B project, to determine where the, uh, I suppose, the higher, thicker uh, grades may be on this uh, sulphide mineralisation. So yeah. that's the next step. That will all be completed by uh, the end of August, early September, and then we bring the rigs back in to drill it. So what's, um, in terms of the historical mining uh, and gives you an idea of the sort of geometry of the mineralisation, what sort of thickness was uh, mined and, and what sort of grades are we talking about here? Well, it's a very good question to ask about the historical thickness because we're not aware of that. We, you can't go down underground because they're really small shafts and most of them have collapsed. But from our understanding, uh, they mined uh, the copper-zinc deposit out to about two or three metres. Um, in our um, current drilling program, we've got massive sulphides going, uh, you know, over a metre or two, going uh, in excess of 10 to 15% zinc and up to over 2% copper. So uh, this VMS deposits, like most VMS deposits in the world, pinch and swell a long strike and they pinch and swell down dip as well and down plunge. So we've had up to uh, 17 metres thickness uh, of very high-grade um, uh, zinc equivalent, uh, and I suppose the smaller thickness is down around two or three. So it swells uh, and pinches down to two or three metres in thickness out to uh, 17. And obviously at 17 metres mm. with good grades, uh, you have a lot of metal per vertical metre to mine. Yeah, and have you done any assays or were there assays done previously uh, for silver and gold? Uh, yes, there has been, and the current drilling is uh, is replicating that. I think what's, uh, what's I suppose, showing up uh, in some of the holes is that there seems to be a, a larger thickness. Um, the, the drilling was very sparse historically, so we've obviously come in to infill so we can get to an inferred resource-compliant uh, jork status. Uh, by the end of September, that's when we hope to release the, the initial resource. Uh, and it seems like there is very wide, thick uh, mineralisation within the uh, Ballara project. And uh, we're just waiting on our uh, results to come back from the native B, uh, which is about one kilometre south of Ballara, but a long strike on the same trend. Uh, those, once we get the Ballara results uh, in, they'll be released to the market. And we expect that to be in the next week or so. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's it's very promising and um, the grades and the thicknesses are probably exceeding what we thought we had. Yeah, so, Neil, you mentioned your team there and given it's on the other side of the country, who's actually driving the exploration program at Ballara and does the project hold any geological similarities with other base metal projects in the region? Yeah, I think the whole Lachlan Fold Belt uh, is very much mineral rich when it comes to uh, zinc and copper uh, yeah. and gold and silver. And now, uh, depending where you are in the system, uh, the the percentages of gold and silver compared to zinc and copper change. Uh, so 
This is not a, a large porphyry intrusion, uh, although we're trying to work out whether where all this mineralisation has actually come from, but it's a VMS, so it's a volcanic massive sulphide uh, deposit. Uh, and having been on the IGO board uh, for a number of years, uh, when we had the Jaguar and Bentley deposit, uh, VMS deposits in Western Australia, just north of Leonora, um, these repeat. You, they come in clusters. Yeah. So uh, as one pinches out, another starts, so to speak. So we just need to unlock the geological key, so to speak, so we can understand uh, the extremities of the known resources and then determine where they're plunging to and then very closely nearby we know uh, there'll be more of them. And and the people on the ground? Uh, the people on the ground, we've got uh, our exploration manager is based in Sydney, Chris Baster. Uh, Chris is uh, yeah doing a great job there under somewhat trying conditions, um, as you probably uh, would know, and I'm sure all the listeners will know, uh, Sydney and the surrounding areas have had an enormous amount of rain over the last three months. So um, our drilling rigs, our diamond drill rigs and our RC rigs are all track mounted uh, to actually get across the paddocks uh, to actually drill this deposit and up the, uh, the slopes on these small hills. So uh, it has been trying, but Chris and his team, we've got uh, other uh, junior geos doing a lot of the mapping uh, and obviously the the logging of the core as it comes up and the logging of the RC chips uh, before they go in for assaying. So uh, we're very happy with that. Overarching that, uh, Greg Partington, who's a very, very senior professional, he's our technical advisor and uh, he's also been heavily involved in the planning of the holes and planning of the geological programs going forward including obviously the downhole EM, which is about to come up, and the, and the surface moving loops. Yeah, so, and that'll be followed by drilling, what, in October, November or earlier? Yeah, that's, that's the plan, Peter. Yeah. Um, we, uh, we hope to have the, uh, the um, moving loop results and the downhole EM results, so we should have plates uh, that are showing where the extensions are plunging to, uh, and then we can start planning the drilling. Uh, once we release the resource, which is uh, planned to be by the end of September, we'll go straight into drilling. And okay. the drilling will be uh, to extend the current resources, but more importantly, to extend a long straight. Yeah. So uh, jumping back across here to a Bulla Bulling, which is a, a gold project I know fairly well, what's the, uh, what's the plan there? The good thing about having Greg Partington uh, as our technical uh, advisor is that Greg actually drilled out the old Bulla Bully Mining Centre, which currently is owned by Norton Goldfields and contains about 3 million ounces of gold. Uh, during his uh, time there, uh, drilling that out, uh, he uh, went through quite a lot of geological review and, and determined that most of the gold occurrences of Bulla Bulling and certainly uh, heading north were sitting on the western side of a syncline. And all of our tenants, or the majority of our tenements, uh, actually include that syncline and the western down, down slope. So uh, we have now geologically sorted out where that syncline is. We've done some surface, uh, we've done interpretation, actually detailed interpretation of the, of the syncline, as well as uh, some surface uh, rock chips. And uh, we're now planning some RC drilling, which will probably occur uh, later this year, calendar year, or early in 2023. Okay. 
So also, Neil, you just added two new board members to the company. Can you introduce those members to uh, subscribers? Uh, certainly can. Um, Simon Robinson is a very, very experienced uh, board member. Um, and Simon uh, came on board as our additional uh, non-executive director. As, as uh, I suppose most juniors would know, you try to keep your boards uh, relatively small and tight. Uh, but uh, with the success that we're having, uh, we thought it was opportune to actually bring some experienced non-executive directors in now so we can start getting our policies and procedures and uh, more importantly, I suppose, all the protocols in place. So Simon is, uh, is highly regarded. Uh, he's got about 15 years experience, obviously, in the corporate governance, capital raising, strategic direction and planning of ASX listed companies. Um, the other non-executive director and company secretary uh, that we brought on is Mr. John Trakis. Now, John uh, he is a very, very experienced. He's a lawyer by trade. Uh, he's got over 30 years experience in commercial and corporate affairs in Australia and South Africa. In actual fact, going back in history, he used to play for the uh, Zimbabwe cricket team. He was their captain at one stage. So he's got a very, very highly, um, I suppose, credentialed sporting career as well as uh, a non-executive director. Yeah. So, Neil, uh, just finally, the company ended the last financial year with just under $3 million in the bank. What's your budget for this current year? And and you've indicated where those funds are going to be uh, applied in um, on the Lachlan Fold Belt and a little bit of drilling around Bullabulling as well later in the year, early next year. Yeah, our base budget uh, for the whole financial year, uh, FY23, which we've obviously just entered, is around about $3 million, including the drilling. Yep. Um, I would hope to think that uh, once we start drilling and, uh, and uh, ascertain that these resources are extending and new resources are discovered, uh, hopefully the market will appreciate that. Our share price will, uh, uh, will appreciate and uh, one would hope to think that we would probably speed up that drilling. Yeah. At that point in time, obviously, some uh, funding will be required, yeah. but that's probably in the second half of this financial year or in the first half of calendar year 23. Yeah, and new project generation, is that uh, something that's active or are you, are you sitting back on that for a while? Uh, there's plenty of work to be done at Ballara. Uh, yeah. The... Uh, the three um, licenses we have there, one is obviously been granted, two are under application, and uh, we expect to get that application uh, completed uh, within the next uh, two to three weeks. Uh, there is huge amount of work to be done on our existing project. However, um, you know, as most companies do, you always keep an eye on uh, what's around you and whether yeah. there's opportunities uh, to grow your company through. Uh, M&A activity or acquisition of similar type of resources. Yeah. So we have a, a watch list on uh, some of that within the Lachlan Fold Belt. Uh, and, you know, hopefully we can do both, uh, grow grow our existing resources by exploration or organic growth, uh, and then by acquisition uh, also grow the company's uh, base or resource base. Keep it in a hub around, uh, around that area. So that's great, Neil. Thanks for coming in to talk to Stockhead today and I'm sure subscribers are going to be uh, you know, up to the speed with what's going on and they'll be watching for your drill results as they come through later in the year. So thanks for coming into Stockhead today. Yeah, thanks, Peter. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks.